Hi everyone, welcome to A Mobile Mentor. Jay Shetty once said, anyone can be your mentor. It's just a matter of learning from someone else's story. So with that, this is a podcast about navigating life on the move, whether it's from England to abroad, teenhood into adulthood, or personal and professional transitions, all wrapped up in the modern world of change. So take what you need, find your own way, and be happy doing it. Bit of a curveball with this episode. Hi again, welcome back to The Mobile Mentor. I am recording this um, having just hit illness. I am uh, like imminently about to fly home in Vancouver still and on um, in my deathbed a little. Um, always happens when I'm like hyper, hyper stressed, emotionally, bodily, worn out, like completely depleted and I haven't sort of had enough rest time or time to just decompress after like big events or um, you know, a high impact schedule. So here I am again, tonsillitis round 154. Um, and aside from this like woe at the beginning, I've actually got quite like an insightful, really deep sort of like aha moment episode. Um, it's got, um, sort of like my insights on working remotely, but in a different time zone and sort of like how that like serves us in today's world and like how it can better our lifestyles and also tips on how to just generally work smarter um like not harder um so this has come from like a few weeks of being in Canada and still working for a UK company and then I go into discussing this idea of like indecision because I'm so prone to just being in these like areas of discomfort or the unknown or like what's next for me um and I sort of like process it real time for you and be like okay this is what I have to do and there's some really good tools on how I did it during that like walk out you'll literally hear me be like bing like as I was speaking um, and that kind of led me then to sort of reflect on this idea of like, are you and uh, do you follow intuition in your life and like go with that and like take that route to like make your decisions or do you plan? Are you a planner? Do you have your life mapped out? You make commitments and then you kind of like, you know, kind of work through, move through um, everything that that course brings. And they're two different approaches. And I find it's like when you meet people, you will find that a person is either one or the other. I've identified that I'm the former and this is why I have these pockets of discomfort but if you're a planner there are other areas and other offsets and other kind of like woes that you get um that come with that I sort of like unpack that and how that links to like society and how we've been programmed so um yeah quite like <laughs> the philosophical you could say but really great to kind of like understand a framework of like how we operate as human beings so you can kind of like reroute or like add like you know tools if necessary like to make your life better um, but yeah, I hope you really enjoy it and um, stay around for the knowledge bomb at the end. It's about how we can save the planet, like six actual tangible ways that each of us can actually do something. Because usually it's like, yeah, stop driving. And you're like, yeah, but I'm not going to or I can. But then what does it really lead to? This has the impact at the core and the source. So go check it out. Enjoy the episode. I don't actually think I've talked about work in like forever so I think I want to touch on that considering that I've obviously been in Canada and continue to work and only taken a few days off um and work remotely and I thought it'd be a great opportunity to not only share sort of like my experience of working remotely um now we've had the opportunity to kind of go back in office in England but also working remotely in a like across the pond and how I felt and the experience of it and just some sort of like tips and things I've realised that have made me better at my job the last, let's say, six months and more importantly in like high stress times. And now I've had a bit of space from like being so close to it, obviously with the time difference and being physically quite a way away from like the HQ. I have learned like really how to kind of like bolster my approach towards work and like my output. So firstly, working remotely, I 
in the pandemic actually really enjoyed being at home and working remotely and working from home contrast to working in office five days a week which was like they're basically two extremes and what I discovered was it sort of afforded me peace of mind from being less accessible um to like peers and people that needed me and gave me more like time to focus on what I needed to without sort of like being my flow being disturbed um it's created like a I guess a more tranquil space and energy around me in order to like get through work and do it well without having to without having to sort of juggle other people's needs or like jump onto requests or sort of being distracted by like environmental or conversational stimuli so I really enjoyed it and I felt like I got really sort of good at my craft and knew my skills and got really aware of like my power at work and like what I could bring to the table I think being in office five days a week in our former sort of like state of play um I was kind of maybe too absorbed in sort of like office politics or like what I should be doing versus what I want to be doing and you know like I think with every workplace you kind of have to just sort of like you know nod and bow and do your best to sort of like appease the system I didn't really feel as much of that when working remotely and like feeling that sort of bit of space without that kind of like big eye looking upon me so um I and now we're sort of like back in a place where we can go into office in the UK um, and you've got like protective measures in place and we're we're you know following guidelines but you can literally go into work every day if you want um, but yeah with my office and my workplace there is the option to kind of work how you choose um, and it seems the consensus is people are doing sort of like a nice split to kind of get that social sort of hit as well as like go home and have focus time and like spend time with family or other commitments and like you know balance other things and I would agree I think that's been a really good solution but um what I have noticed is that there is still the element of like um having to balance um the experience of being at work and professionalism and like you know presenteeism which is basically like you know the more you're present the more you're seen the more like maybe people and leaders are like oh she's here or they're here um versus if you're like away and really wanting to be quite aware of that um, as we move forward, because I think there has been articles I've read where presenteeism um, is a factor that um, accelerates one's career more than the people who are maybe not seen as much or less visible, aka the people working at home. So I've been very aware, and I will continue to be very aware of that sort of like concept in this sort of like hybrid work state of play. But I do think it is necessary for me, and I'm sure many of you will agree, to like have some time at home just to like get your ducks in a row just have like on um uninterrupted time and like get into deep work and also manage like life things like lots of life admin things we have we kind of formally had to kind of do outside work hours like appointments and responsibilities and care now we can kind of manage during the day and there's like an understanding of that um in sort of like the working world so I think that's great what I've now noticed from working with an eight hour time difference and you know being online quite early so I can kind of be um, available to peers and kind of stay on somewhat of a similar workflow as well as like then working in my daytime hours while they're asleep is that I have felt sort of like the positive benefits maybe more like heightened um, and I say this because and I didn't really realize before how, how much it would give me this but um, there is a sense of like when you're working all in tandem in the same flow like you're nine till six on what online work hours or when you're expected to work so that everyone can kind of get things done and you know it's less interrupted and less disrupted um is that I have felt this sense of empowerment it's almost like I know that there's a few hours in the morning three hours where there's a window of overlap where I know I have to get all my key meetings and collaboration and converse key conversations done in those first 
first few hours and then the rest of the day is mine to work on things I need to get done and trucker through in order to provide you know that for the the team the next day who will pick it up before me um the reason why I feel like this is so so successful is firstly it helps me compartmentalize and use my energy in the right way so uh, for example I'm a morning person in terms of like I think the best I concept the best I problem solve the best as soon as I wake up, because I've got a clear brain, I've just slept, all my like, all the toxins from my mind have been flushed away from eight hours sleep. And I'm like, ooh, I'm, I'm pingy, I'm zingy, I'm ready to go. Let's like create some magic, dots connected. You know, I can really feel wired and buzzed and I can problem solve quicker with more clarity. There's less in my head from the day and fresh, fresh slate. So having that morning where I'm basically using that power and harnessing it to the most fullest is really great. And then the rest of the day is, like I said, um, like that kind of like ability slowly declines as the afternoon sweeps in. And then it's more like I can do more executional tasks and, and things that don't require too much brain power in the afternoon, but maybe a bit more like rinse and repeat or like um, functional um, or don't require a big like mentally heavy lift. Um, and I can power through without sort of like people online and without that disruption so I think that's what I've really learned from being working remotely and like the time difference and and working in another country Um, and then second to that aside from compartmentalization there's this um, sort of freeing there's like a subconscious freeing of oneself knowing that like from let's say midday no one will be wanting anything from me and it might be the case that your work your day-to-day work is like that if you're you know remote worker office worker and you're you've got a laptop kind of set up whereby people don't really disturb you after like midday usually because that's just not in your culture or you have a very sort of like independent autonomous role but um in my work where there is quite a lot of like inter-team collaboration and you kind of want to ask people's questions or like something comes up an opportunity and you want to like ping someone or like jump on a zoom call etc I feel like that makes one always accessible and always sort of alert to what might come through And so if that is taken away, that like, I guess where our schedules are on the same pace, I know that I won't have anyone coming to me or anyone wanting anything from me or me kind of doing the same to them, kind of giving me that like subconscious peace of mind that like I can just focus and get so much done from, I can liken this to like a similar situation at home, like a domestic setting. Let's say like you put a washroom really late at night and you know you've got to wait for it to finish in order to hang it up and dry it or put it in the tumble dryer it's like it gets like midnight and you've got like 40 minutes left and you're like I really need this t-shirt for tomorrow or I really need this dress for tomorrow and you can't fully like rest even though you could probably get a 40 minute like you know nap or nap in before you're waiting for the washer but you know you fully can't switch off because you've got to get up and sort that because you know you've got to have that item for the next day and yes there isn't that like regular contact time and going in office and feeling part of something as much because everything's electronic and you're at a distance but I do think for a period of time this is useful and I have felt really um proud of what I'm able to achieve and then with that pride and with that empowerment I feel like I can do more so if I start work let's say 7 a.m now but to come um accommodate the time difference I know that I'm not going to give myself a hard end of day because that's when like generally we finish I know that like if I'm empowered to like spend the rest of the day where the time is mine and people are maybe like not needing me I can work even later and not feel completely like um bad about it or feel like my day's taken away from me but I feel like 
conversely when I'm in England and I'm maybe more in office or more at home and just accessible um I feel like if I end up working late it then eats into my time and I feel a bit more like out of control and stressed um and feel like I have to give myself a hard stop in order to give myself the peace of mind to fully switch off from work so actually working in this way gives me that switch off moment during the day and like sort of empowers me to kind of go longer it's sort of like I'm winning an endurance weight race almost Okay, so tips that have made me better at my job, I think, as a working professional and one that has a laptop-based, office-based setup. Um, For the longest time in work and in corporate environments, I used to get really overwhelmed with stress with like high to-dos and priorities and lots of priorities and deadlines, always like basically like the chasing my tail kind of experience of being at work. But I've learned that the reason why I felt so overwhelmed by that way of working was because... I found that I was looking at it as like um, a test against my ability to um, achieve stuff in time and just to get everything done at once. And also the fact that it was just like, oh my God, I don't have anything, any like spare time on my plate or like all my time is full up. And for me, I guess success looked like having more breathing room in the week and um, having like a clearer day and like just feeling a bit like deadline free. But I think the reality of like working life is there's never going to be like deadline free periods totally. And um, and if that's the case, I have to find a way to work with this way um, and work in this way most effectively. And I don't know when it was, but I think it was a mindset shift when I maybe like in mid 2021 or just like and yeah, August um, 2021. Um, yeah, in my 30th year, I found that like, I just got a bit better at recognizing that mental sort of pathway when um, I started to like get stressed and started to get overwhelmed and like wanted to have a cry and have a breakdown um, and sort of like paused it before it could get there. So if I was like chasing my tail and I had like 5,000 things on at once, instead of just being like, oh my God, this is like really bad. I want to escape. I don't want to be in this like type of work environment. I don't want to do this work. Like I'm getting really like stressed out and like making myself stressed out at the circumstances. So basically my response to just like things to do, I just saw it as a way to creatively problem solve. So like, how could I essentially work in a way that that would fulfill me? How could I turn that around so that like this way of working was like making me better or like making me feel empowered or like making me feel successful? And so as soon as that, like, since, like, my habit, my mental habit started to come in, like, I feel really overwhelmed, I just, like, stopped and thought, hang on a minute, like, what task is the most important right now? And can I park something for later on in the day? Also, secondly, reminding myself that I can actually do it and get through this. I think before I was driven by the fact that I couldn't get through it and I couldn't beat the clock and I couldn't do it well. But like from years of experience of being in this industry and being at work, I know I can. So secondly, trust that. Like I can do it and I will do it. So just chill out. Um, And thirdly, um, instead of just thinking that you have to like rush through it to get to the next to do um, and just like basically operate as a tick list and a robot, how can you find enjoyment out of this task? So I think they used to just try and be like, chuck loads of solutions down, get it done and pass it on to the relevant people. Um, so it's out of my hair and then I can go into my next sort of task or my next project. But actually I was like, each task is a moment for me to prove how good I am. And each task is a possibly folio winning moment or like something that I could do that could like, you know, better the business or better my ability to respond to these types of tasks and therefore like increase my sort of repertoire and output and maybe what I'm known for or just prove to people in my business that like I look at things in a different way. Um, So 
that's what I started doing. So when, let's say, like a task came in for a, like a creative response, instead of being like, oh, we've only got until, you know, we've got 24 hours to put a proposal together, that would usually high stress me like a few years ago. And I'd be like, I've got eight other thousand things to do. I was like, oh my goodness, a creative project task. What can I put down in this proposal that has never been seen before, that people haven't really thought of, that no one else in the company can like think of and really own it and like really lean into it like really well? Because then as soon as I put something together I'm proud of, um, I sort of I'm teaching myself that I can literally get through a to-do, but also add extra to my play and do it well. And then I can then once it's like you know, had the recognition and it's got credibility with the team there's even more of a like future chance to do more of those things and do less of the things are like just sort of like tickling in the background so like I think seeing it as an opportunity for growth and development and like moving into a new space or being becoming an expert something else um but I think where I operated like formally in my younger 20s was just like the scarcity mindset where it was like um I just basically uh, have to like tick you know hit loads of ticks boxes but now I'm like I can basically sharp really strong in any area yes I've got a finite amount of time in the day but so who cares if I like I run over if I'm enjoying my day and I work a 10 11 hour day and it's more enjoyable than if I worked a stressed 8.5 hour day just ticking through to do the heart rate of 120 like I know which one I'd rather have I'm currently walking around Vancouver and it's a Friday and it's I don't know, I wouldn't say it's a feel-good Friday, actually. It's quite quite glum, it's quite gloomy, it's quite cold. The sun isn't out and there's sort of like spitty rain. And I think what I'm about to share is sort of like aligned with this. It all fits the mood. But, um, and also like doesn't help that I've had alcohol in my system and not really been sleeping that well. But generally feeling today a bit like flat and a bit like low, a bit vulnerable, a bit sad, a bit confused, a bit lost. And I think this has sort of been a result of like an amalgamation of things that have happened on my trip um and also knowing that it's coming to an end and like having to sort of like go back to normal life or maybe just having needing to sort of like take action make more of a plan now I've had the trip that I needed and this is what I came for so generally just feeling of uh, and like maybe I could cry maybe I I want like a, a little to be like wrapped up in cotton wool kind of feeling but instead I've gone for a walk to process get out of my own head get out of the box of four walls and see what comes to me and I thought perfect time to podcast and share where I'm at and share also like I've been speaking to my really close friend about a lot of the things I've been going through and like just had these aha moments I was like I need to share with these guys um some really good tools that help me get out my funk so I shared to my friend after like you know telling her about where I've been the last few weeks and like her knowing my story like emotionally trying to process being back in Canada versus my life in London and you know coming back to kind of get that clarity and to pick up data on how I was feeling so I kind of I'm not going to go into the specifics that might be a bit too personal but I basically was just feeling this glumness and she was like she could sense like I was heavy and I basically just like opened up to her and like poured it on her and I was like this is how I'm feeling and it's almost like a feeling of stagnation again I feel right back to like maybe well a bit like not too you know extreme but like in January where I was like what where am I going? What's my direction? Because maybe I had too much high expectations on this trip giving me like really black and white answers and actually still feel a bit like, hmm, muddy and not clear. And I don't know if that's just like my nature or maybe I'm just expecting too much or maybe, you know, the time for the answer to arise isn't yet. 
I was like, I don't really know what to do now. Like, I'm hearing my friends all, and my peers just kind of knowing what's ahead for them or, like, at least having a, a focus and, like, feeling really, like, strong about a direction. And then again, I draw back to myself, that comparison, comparing oneself thing again that I spoke about in my last episode. Um, and I was like, oh, I just wish I had that, like, forward thing I was focusing on that made life a bit less like open and chaotic and don't get me wrong I'm quite you know apt at like navigating chaos now and not having real rigidity and being quite fluid as a character but it would be nice to kind of like reduce that emotional swings and roundabouts feeling by just having more of a singular lane um and I asked her like should I just be like sitting in this like grieving period or like this kind of like sense of being lost and like or should I make plans and make actions to do stuff? Like, if I don't feel like it, because I'm feeling quite, you know, and I want to sort of indulge in that and, like, wrap myself up in cotton wool and, like, stay in and, like, cocoon from the world and heal. But then equally, like, I don't know if that's the right way to heal. Healing could also look like putting plans in the diary, meeting someone new, getting out there, like, making friends, like, you know, making most of these opportunities, um, you know, that life has with such, like, an openness in front of me. Um, and I was like, I don't know which way I kind of like, identify with. I don't know what's the right way. I don't know what healing looks like to me. I don't know where I align. Because I was always of the belief that, like, if you're, like, going through some sort of, you know, hard time or you're feeling really low or you're, like, heartbroken or, you know, you're really stressed, you just need to, like, stay in and, like, recharge. But I don't know if I... If that's always the right way, you know. There is times where you just need to, like, kickstart your head and your feelings out of that by doing something. So, like, action changes your state. And I'm really starting to grasp this idea of, like, actually you can change how you're feeling by what you're doing. And that can be the, become the dominant force rather than the other way around, where your feelings dominate what you do. And she was like, she asked me, so what do you feel in your body when you think of these things? That's a really good indicator. She's like, so when you're thinking of, like, making plans or going out or, like, do you have tension? Is there tension there? Is there not? And it was really interesting because... It also brought me back to my body, brought me back to my physical state because I was so in my head and obviously being in my head I can swell for hours and not get anywhere. And I was like, I actually don't feel tension. I feel heaviness. Um, I don't feel like a strong like sense of tension. I feel quite neutral when I think of things. I'm putting things in like I, I could or I couldn't. So there's a sort of like neutrality floating around. Nothing that's like poignant. And so that was a really interesting sort of like response from her. And I think something that now I'm going to keep asking myself whenever I do like feel like I don't know whether to take action or not to change my state or to give me some sort of like chutzpah and then I continued to elaborate and I was like right well that kind of didn't really get me anywhere in that moment so maybe you know I'll sit on it and something will come up later in the day um like a stronger feeling of tension or, or not and if it's not then I'll go out and like do things and make things happen um it's only the tension would stop me and then so conversely she did ask me another question which I thought was so great if i were you and you were sitting across from me asking me the same questions and asking me for advice in your circumstances what would you say to me i instantly smiled because it literally allowed me in that one millisecond to see myself outside of myself and my situation and just like this like maybe vulnerable really like beautiful young confused soul in front of me just like not at all knowing like living in a bit of despair but it's hopeful and wide-eyed and you know full of like energy for life and just made me view me in, outside of myself and almost offer this sort of like compassion and this sort of like um love towards myself by envisioning that and then more than that like allowed me to be objective about my situation less subjective like just being in my shoes will just mean I'm constantly like 
entertaining my own thoughts but getting out my own head and like thinking about myself in a third person was like mind-blowing I was like okay so what I would tell you is you're you're in a state of like high emotions right now there's lots of emotions flowing around um it's not always like a good space to like act on anything big or make any big decisions when you're like in a really highly emotional state um because you might be acting from like a sense of despair from um desperate from like desperosity or like you chasing a feeling or something like or you're trying to avoid something so it's always good to like level out so i would say just give your like live day by day on doing things that like feel good to you that are like routine that that are what you know that create a sense of like rhythm and flow through it and let it pass let this bit this like weirdness you've got going on today pass and then enjoy these last few days or these last few moments and like do what feels right in that moment like again check for tension and then more than that go home you'll feel a lot less heightened by being out of the space in which you're feeling all these things like being geographically away from the place but that I'm sort of like moving through these motions and where there's sort of confusion attached you'll just have that clarity from just being like ah oh, I'm in the UK I'm back to normality that doesn't affect me it doesn't have much of as much of a hold on me as it did in BC and that's a great vantage point to like think and move from and then from there you'll have you'll let the dust settle you'll get back into your normal routine there and then you'll have like the data come up inside you and like things will be just like clearer so for example if you're feeling a certain way or a certain pull towards something there you go and it will come from a place of just being really still and being like level and not in a highly emotional state and then you can kind of act and move towards them but i think right now you're literally just hitting all this processing in the state of the moment try not to grasp for a solution or a direction in this state it doesn't always happen instantly i think there's this like a sense of perfectionism like really driving me to always have an answer like as soon as something's like hit or as soon as i've found out a new piece of information but actually sometimes it just needs that processing so just like even articulating that out loud i was like i'm so proud of myself i have the answers in myself i'm seeing myself with compassion rather than judging myself for not knowing i'm allowing myself not to be a perfectionist and it just was just such a great experience and such a great tool to lean on so if any of you are ever feeling a bit stuck and i'm so sorry for all this noise um if any of you are feeling a bit stuck or feeling a bit in despair or feeling a bit in like indecision and i feel like i bring this up so much like i can't learn to make decisions still at like 31 ask yourself um put yourself in someone put you outside of yourself look at yourself across from the table and ask yourself the same questions as if you're like giving the advice you're the advice giver and see how your vantage changes your vantage point changes it's like bloody magnificent also to build on that for a minute i just had a like a aha moment just after i finished recording um what i noticed was when i was in that moment of being like ah i tried to like look ahead and like try to problem solve in the exact moment i was like okay so in a year or like in 6 months or like in the next 6 weeks like what what do i do like where should i be like what should i be like working towards and i tried to like grasp at a sense of like control on the future by being in this state of like not bloody knowing so top tip like don't look ahead when you're in these states like it will be a waste of time and it'll put you further into a state of confusion just focus on like moment by moment day by day and then soon you'll have like probably more clarity on looking ahead and making those ahead plans and that's when it's like future plan from a level place i had another revelation after my walk and after recording about my sort of despair and i reflected also on sort of like how i was as a person and this sort of leads me to raise this question do you follow your intuition do you flow with life and go accordingly and work around that or are you a planner aka are you pragmatic do you set a plan and then you stick to it and you flow with everything that that route has given you or that decision or commitment has given you 
And the reason why I raise this question is because I realised for the longest time, and also like taking note of like when I was in January and felt that kind of like lack of direction and was like, what now? And then equally that surfacing on sort of like this like mild level in now I've been BC, I was like, well, I clearly follow my intuition and I'm like a flower in life. And I knew that I've known that I'm very much like I've got to trust what comes up inside and then work around that. Um, but noting how much that was bringing me sort of like these pockets of despair and like confusion and like, oh, I don't really know where I am right now. I was like, do I need to take a look at my tact? And when I explore this idea of like completely rebooting and then being like, okay, maybe I just need to like switch to the other side and be like, I'm going to make a commitment of choice and then um, like follow that through for like however long until I can't follow that through anymore. AKA like when my growth stops in that arena or when something else sort of like, um, or an opportunity is presented to me and that makes sense for example like with the job like would that be then the next step because that's my growth or let's say it's like meeting someone new or relationship and it's like okay well this seems to flow let's stick to that um, these are just like examples not necessarily talking about my life but just like anything in terms of like making um, a decision about something and going with it and that almost feels counterintuitive to me because just how I'm wired I'm very much like if I'm feeling a way about something like negative or it's uncomfortable and I'm like commit to it and it's like I have to see it through so for example one for me was like doing a degree in architecture I was like wowee like I picked that and I had did my like three four years got graduated but like it was grueling and really painful um and then I kind of from then on lived life in the other way so I'm just wondering like where do I sit on this because either way there's going to be sort of like a sense of pain and you have to choose your evil don't you so which evil do I want to choose? And I think I got to this age at 31 and the other day when I was walking and I was like, do I have that capacity to keep going through these series or bouts of like despair, confusion, not really having a direction? Um, and if I do, then how can I learn better to live with this discomfort? Like what are my methods, what are my tools to just be like, this is the evil of choosing this way of like doing life. How can I handle it so I'm not like pulling my sucking myself in too much and it takes control and then I feel a bit like ah how can I like recognize that that's going to come up know that it's part of the you know it's what I've signed up for um and alternatively it was like or maybe just go like right this is what I'm going to do for two years I'm going to live here I'm going to work here I'm going to date this person you know these are all like fictitious scenarios but this is how I'm going to live and then I'm going to see it through even if it's going to be painful or there's like discomfort or it's grueling but that will offer like I guess a new path to growth because I'll have to grow around those commitments and the more I thought about the second and like I, t I told my friend had a really good chat with her and she was like it feels such a shame to completely reboot and like not follow how you've been doing life like what's authentic to Alex because it's so it's maybe and she maybe she's biased but she's like it's easier to like create like this plan and then work towards that because it gives people a sense of safety and a control and then conversely the other way is like quite hard to naturally do because I think we've all been programmed to just like follow rules and like just kind of like follow the status quo and do the way that you know society expects you to so unraveling from that and like following what's inside is maybe a harder skill to learn so she was like try coming from that background herself she was like I I'm trying to learn to be more intuitive and flow with things that like come up for me and learn how to connect with myself in that way. But you're kind of coming in from the other angle trying to do this. But she was like, maybe a better way would just be how can you learn to root yourself in other people's shoes or in other perspectives when you're in your kind of like flow in your intuitive go with it life, fluid life, so that you have a bigger picture of like a situation. 
and it can ground you more and so you have a you're more well-rounded in like when you arrive at a situation it doesn't sort of overwhelm you so much and you don't get lost in these like pockets of despair and I was like wowie one thank you for seeing all that and like noticing my gaps again just like bouncing off someone who knows you so well is like invaluable to the T and two it just like really reaffirmed just like I don't really want to kind of shift I feel like I have to like shift because it feels like for some reason I'm trying to eliminate all despair and all discomfort and just like try and live this super happy life but in reality you can live a happy life um you just have to learn how to like you know manage your evil and manage the like I guess downsides of a route or the downsides of how you operate it's just like those micromanaging things that need to be learned and it made me feel like I can stick to like who I am and how I approach life but just sort of now need to like pick up some tools to give myself a more 360 perspective to give myself myself like that all-rounder sort of POV when going through things um and I'm sort of like now what question mark how do I do that but I think the first step was just recognizing that and just accepting that bad and negative things are part of like you know life it like good and bad yin and yin and yang like happen at once I can't completely eliminate despair so stop trying to so I think I had this unrealistic um like thought on how to like meander through life thinking it would all be rosy um if I just did this but actually they both come hand in hand if any of you are just sort of like a flower like go with the flow very intuitive you'll live your life by that kind of approach how do you manage those periods where you're just a bit like I don't know and or like I feel like frenzied with choice or I don't really have a strong pull towards anything or a strong sense of something how what do you do to get through those periods like knowing that every year time's ticking on and it's a bit like you know am I in a place of feeling really truly like aligned with who I want to be and what I want to be doing so hit me back always about these chats I'm on Instagram at a underscore blanks that's b-l-a-n-x and I've been dming a few of you and it's just been like awesome so keep them all coming so I want to do something a little different for this week's knowledge bomb and it's all about averting the damage on the planet um so the article contains six ways that people can avert climate breakdown um in well-off countries so this is from the guardian and the first one is eat a largely plant-based diet with healthy portions and no waste buy no more than three new items of clothing per year keep electrical products for at least seven years take no more than one short-haul flight every three years and one long-haul flight every eight years get rid of personal motor vehicles if you can and if not keep hold of the existing vehicle for longer and lastly make at least one life shift to nudge the system like moving to a green energy insulating your home or changing pension supplier um, and this is all these six steps are part of the jump campaign um, and it says it asks people to sign up or take these following six steps or shifts for one three or six months to really largely shift the breakdown on the planet curious to think uh, curious to hear about what you think about that because um they some of them feel realistic some of them feel really difficult like the new clothing items you'd have to buy really really high quality and not do too much range of lifestyle um especially if you're like imagine if you just have a really active lifestyle you need quite a lot i think i can imagine and if you live in a few countries at once the whole flying thing but yeah it's um i think it's really positive that we have like actionable steps but i'm glad that they put it in options for you to try in like one six or three months because um 
I think once you start adopting a habit, um, after a while, it just becomes second nature. Thanks again for listening, Chichos. As usual, press the follow, press the subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcasts. I know a lot of you are Apple listeners and then Spotify. And also shout out to the countries that are like listening. I actually saw my demographics recently and it was like a lot of US, a lot of UK, Canada, and then just like so many random countries underneath that. So I'm pumped. Um, any of you welcome to DM me at underscore, at A underscore blank. So that's B-L-A-N-X. Um, shoot me some conversation on Instagram. Let's talk about these things. You guys have been so receptive this season to like things. I think we're now in that pandemic free appetite to share and discuss and like work through things and not like hide ourselves. So like really enjoying them, really enjoying everything you're sharing, whether it's just like feedback or learnings or just like I had that or like, have you tried this? I'm down for it all. So Instagram, peace out. Hi all, thank you so much for listening to the Mobile Mentor Podcast. If you did really enjoy yourself, please hit the subscribe button. We are available on all podcast platforms. And if you want some more nuggets of wisdom, follow us on Instagram. We're at the Mobile Mentor, or one word. If you want to send us an email with your thoughts and ideas or suggestions, we're at mobilementorpodcast at gmail.com. Cheers.